Welcome to No Room for Phonies. It's the July 15th podcast, the middle of summer, and uh, the starting of being out of quarantine and out of uh, lockdown or whatever you're calling it. And so I thought it might be good to get back to talking about optimism and aspiration because we have a lot of people that think, oh, we can do this. And sometimes I feel this way, but then we're going to be right back into stage one again because things are going to go downhill. And so I thought this was just an opportunity to talk about uh, feeling optimistic I listened to a podcast not too long ago where the gentleman was asked what he did for a living and and what he did what he did and what you know and who he was as a as a person and he talked about how sometimes people rely on their profession to be the thing that they talk about when people want to know who you are and he said, no, I'm an optimist. That's who I am. Because one day I won't be a writer or a speaker or a teacher or a principal, but I'll always be an optimist. And I liked that because that was definitely one of the things I struggled with when I was no longer a principal, is that I wasn't sure what to say when people asked what I did. And uh, so that kind of made me happy. And then it made me think about Hope and optimism, and hope to me is about leaving room for something good to happen. And it's a bit of a process, and it's what happens when we set goals and have the tenacity and perseverance to actually pursue those goals and see them to the end. And I think it's the, a form of a faith in, a, in believing in a brighter future and things getting better. And I've had to engage in um, making my mind think in a hopeful and optimistic way when I just didn't feel like things were going all that well. And that happened to me definitely when I first retired because I felt sort of lost and I felt like things had been stripped from me that, and it wasn't done in a very fair way. Um, And so I needed to actually train my mind to be hopeful and optimistic. And optimism is really that feeling of having hope that things are always going to work out. And I think that optimism and hope are learned. And I think that we learn them from struggle. So when we struggle with things, which we all do, whether it's family or work or whatever, marriage, whatever, you have a decision to make, right? We we decide that we want things to be different and we don't give in to the despair or the struggle and then just expect more adversity and failure. We, we um, are able to run up the hill, whatever the hill is, with strength rather than you know, sort of crawling up it, watching for the next boulder to crash down on us. And I'm not saying that every day, that that's how I feel every day. I have days when I wallow. And in fact, today, when I got up, I was just feeling sort of, uh, you know, everything sort of pressing down on me, things that I was thinking about. And so we decided to take this really long bike ride. My husband is on uh, holidays right now. And... 
I just couldn't believe the difference that 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 made in my mood. And um, we had been aspiring for the last couple of years to take a ride from Welland to Port Colborne, which for a super duper biker is not very long, but for us was long. And we did it. We got coffee in downtown Port Colborne at a nice little place. And I'll remember what it's called. I, I promise I'll remember what it's called. And uh, it was that's been a, something that we've been hoping, aspiring, whatever to do for a long time. Green Apple Coffee Shop. That's what it is. It's the Green Apple Coffee Shop on West Street in Port Colborne. So if you're ever there, check it out. Um, so we had been aspiring to do that and it's about 30 kilometers, maybe a little less, 28, which is, you know, that's a lot. It's a lot of kilometers and, uh, but we did it. We came home, um, had some lunch and, uh, felt the day seemed different. So sometimes it's okay to wallow and then sometimes it's not, and it's better to just get up and make a decision and do something that uh, pushes you out of that feeling of um, sort of adversity, failure, despair, depression, anxiety, whatever it is that you're feeling that day. And I think that aspirations are the things you want for your life. They're your beliefs and goals. And they're the things that are important to you and guide what you do. And they can be as simple as One day, my husband and I are going to take a bike ride to Port Colborne and get coffee. And we talked about this all last summer, which is crazy, and we didn't do it for whatever reason. And then we were thinking about it, and then it got very hot around here. So we're not the type that are going to go and bike 28 kilometers in the blazing sun. But we did it today. So simple goals, simple aspirations. And how do these help us shift and change focus so that you're focusing out rather than in? And I think that all sort of settles on one thing, that I take responsibility for myself and my um, feelings and my thoughts and my actions, I take responsibility for them. So if I get angry at someone and let them know I'm angry at them, then I'm taking responsibility for that. And I think there's a time and a place for some of these things. And uh, I think it allows us to have a vision for our lives that it's outward focus. Um, I, I always say I wanted to create a better everyday life for those in my circle and beyond. So um, use of integrity and honesty being a kind of a person who always feels like they're continuing to learn. And then that generalized belief that you can leave the world a better place. And I think one of the things that I have really been focusing on as an aspiration is enjoying life without expectations from other people Um, or me having expectations of other people because We're always sad when we do that because people are just living their lives. They're not, I don't want to believe that they're going out of their way to make my life particularly miserable. But if we have all these expectations, I think that then we're inward focused because we're focused on what we want. And if we 
have a vision for our lives that's outward focused, then we just are trying to do little things every day that make somebody's life in your circle and maybe even beyond your circle just a, a little bit better. And I've been um, trying to accept the behavior and choices of those around me without feeling that I have to somehow solve their problems. So it's a little bit of ditching drama and not getting caught up in other people's stuff. They can share it with me and if they really want my opinion of it, that's fine. I'm happy to share what I think about things, but not to wrap myself up in um, that behavior and drama of other people. And I think that's especially hard when you're in your 50s and you have kids, you know, in their 20s and they're doing all this stuff and they have all this, you know, it's it's hard. And particularly right now, it's been hard for kids to move forward and do stuff and wondering why they're making those choices. And it's hard not to try and sort of enmesh yourself in everything that they're doing as a mother and so I've really been trying to take a step back and just not getting involved in the drama that happens in their lives. And if they want advice and help, I'm always here. I am, I would love them no matter what. The fact that my kids are, you know, doing okay, that's pretty nice too, but it doesn't matter to me and I'm always here for them. I do believe in my free will to police my thoughts and control my emotions. And so um, if you are focused on hope and aspirations and optimism, then um, I, I believe that life is, is a better place for you to be. I'm not, I'm not saying that you can't control the thoughts that come in your head. Oh, that person doesn't like me. I think they just rejected me. They went and did something and excluded me. Um, you can't but you can control what you what you do with them and if you focus on negative then then that's what happens and it's a thing that you have to learn i've really had to learn it when certain thoughts come in my head i just have to erase them and you know do something else that gets my mind off it and move on because i can't control what other people do or think and i have my standards and I'm going to stick to them, my non-negotiables. I'm an honest person. Um, I care about others. I live an authentic life. And I'm not going to let you be some, let you make me be something I'm not in order to fit in. I'm 50-something. If I don't fit in with a little group of, of women or something, I don't, I, I'm, I'm really working my way beyond that. And uh, there are a lot of closed, I call them golden circles in, uh, in women, groups of women. They may have been together for a long time or whatever, and they don't think they're this. And they're not, they don't, they're not really bullies, but they've just been together for such a long time that they don't easily let other people in. And I know they've worked together or they've you know, traveled together or they this and they're that and they have all these common stories and, and they're, they're not welcoming. And it, and it, um, sometimes they let your, their golden circle rub off on you by maybe including you in something for a while. 
but I have found generally that those kinds of circles are not very authentic and and real. I want to just be thankful and fulfilled in, in my life and then that thankfulness and fulfillment kind of oozes out of you and then you're not always craving oh I just I need to be part of this group or that group or have this friend or that friend or go out all these different times for coffee with friends because you're fulfilled in the things you're doing and how you're contributing and what you're um what you're making of your life and you know that the things that you are choosing to do and prioritizing are outward focused and so it just helps you to have a more optimistic and hopeful view of everything. I've read a lot about change lately as well. And I think um, if we are hopeful and optimistic, we expect change to happen. And we try to understand change from a po more positive viewpoint. And we're maybe better at focusing on the good parts of change and the benefits. I think of... Uh, my husband and his teaching online, which happened like sort of overnight in the middle of the pandemic. And I have listened to and read online on Facebook and everybody being so like upset about having to teach online and all the technology and all the worries and everything. And I just have thought a few times if people were looking at that from more of a positive viewpoint instead of thinking that the government is trying to get education to be totally online and this is some kind of conspiracy and whatever, is to think, okay, there's some benefits to us being better able to use technology. And so let's see what we can do to make things really good for kids. And let's talk together as management and teachers and unions and all that instead of being adversarial. And I think that that is a hope and benefit kind of an attitude towards things. And I'm not saying you need to sit back and be taken advantage of, but I think there is a time for um, putting in focus what is the most important thing. And for me, it's always um, student success and students being able to access learning. Um, but to constructively control and filter your emotions, I think if you are hopeful and optimistic about life and thinking about certain things in a certain way, then it's a lot easier to be um, to control your emotions. You're not let you're not letting yourself go down that negative spinny spiral and being positive and engaged. Um, I have you know, seeing all the funny memes about what people are doing during the pandemic. But I have tried to stay quilting, knitting, reading. I've read already for the month of July, and it's it's about the, I think it's the 13th maybe today. I think I'm on my sixth or seventh book just for the month of July. So when I'm feeling whatever, I just lose myself in a book, um, cooking good meals, making sure I've been sending a little card out to some people who are just part of my circle and just saying something kind and nice to them. So just trying to stay outwardly focused and, and stay engaged, even though I can't do some of the things that I really love doing, like entertaining people and, you know, some of the other stuff that I, I really, really, really like to do.
<clears throat> and I think sometimes you really have to examine your own personal motivation for resisting. If you're resisting because you're afraid of trying something new, then that's a personal issue that you have to get over. It's never good to live life out of fear. And I, I have really, um, when I married my husband, his mother does ev did everything out of fear. She was one of the most fearful people I have ever, ever, ever met. And so I have learned something from watching that and how sad she was. And she was afraid this, you know, everyone would desert her. And she was afraid of this and afraid of that. And she wouldn't try this and wouldn't try that. And so um, I just, I learned from that. And I really, um, that, that was her resistance to just about everything. Like right down to the fact where she didn't want to babysit our kids because she was afraid that they would be too heavy or they wouldn't go to sleep or this would happen or that would happen. And meanwhile, I'm reassuring her that it wouldn't matter that they just would be with their grandma and whatever happened, happened. And I was very confident that she could keep them safe. So just living out of fear. I, do, I don't defend the old anymore. Um, the old way of doing things. I think we can learn from the past and I've done some podcasts on the past and, you know, encourage people to learn from the past. But I really think that uh, when I would go into a school and people would line up at my um, office as the principal and say, well, this is the way we've always done it. And this is the way we've always done that. So we don't want to change that. And this is the way and I would just be thinking, okay, here we go. Like examine the old constantly to make sure that you're moving forward in a positive way. Everything old, you know, no baby out with the bath water, but being open to change and embracing the idea of learning and doing something new and being creative and asking for help and listening to new ideas and never settling for your first interpretation of anything that comes to your mind. Um, <clears throat> everything can be interpreted from so many different ways and I think we have to practice useful self-talk and look for positive and affirming ways to interpret the events in our lives. And I think then we'll notice that you feel better and are more aware of your surroundings and are more at peace with yourself and you treat people better and you handle situations with wisdom rather than just overreacting or underreacting. And I think um, one of the things, and I, I think this is a hormone thing for women in their 50s, is that I'm trying very much to not have these random emotional outbursts. And I know where they come from. They come from letting my thoughts get the best of me, negative thoughts, and then I just spiral and then I'm living in something called the exhaustion cloud where everything becomes negative and sad and difficult and feelings overtake you and you feel angry and helpless. But the good news is, uh, for me, I think we always have a choice. And even when I was feeling my lowest and taking my opportunity to wallow in some things that have happened, I always knew that I had a choice and that 
at some point I had to choose hope and optimism or I was just going to end up in this whirlwind spire. And I call it the hamster wheel phenomena where we just keep, you know, la, 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 and we're just, we never get past this problem. Like, you know, um, your kid needs to do something and you are just at them and at them and at them and at them to do it. But you never make a plan and move them past the thing that's driving you crazy. And it results in exhaustion, sadness, feeling overwhelmed, blaming yourself, rationalizing your behavior, um, explaining away your behavior, blaming yourself or somebody else, justifying it, just feeling overwhelmed and helpless. And so then we, pra we need to practice things called mindfulness because that helps us focus on what really matters. And, um, you know, when I've had discussions with people about, you know, getting themselves out of a rut, I like to say, well, let's tackle this uh, systematically. Let's make an action plan. Let's make set goals, stop, pause, reflect, understand the patterns that what got you to this point where you're on this hamster wheel and your negative thinking that's impacted you. Do you know yourself? Do you really know what you want? And are you living the authentic life that you really want to be living? And are you comfortable in your own skin? And I think I'm more comfortable in my own skin in my 50s than I ever have been in my life. And I feel like right now I'm moving forward and I'm off the hamster wheel. If I don't like something or I'm not pleased with it or I'm not whatever, I can just walk away. And part of that is not being in a corporate environment anymore. Corporate environments are really hard because they hamster wheel you. And it and in some environments, if you go against the grain too much, it's, it's difficult. But uh, I'm not saying impossible and I want to actually look at that whole um, stream of thinking of corporations and older corporations like school boards are very difficult because they have a lot of constraints on them but um, I often when I get into a little bit of a whatever I go back to my list of things that I'm thankful for my good health my freedom my opportunity to learn my simple pleasures and I at times want to be able to admit that I'm in over my head and I can't be a hero and I need help with something and I think that that coming to that in your life is just so important and I believe there's healing through hope and optimism I think that if you focus on that during difficult times it's a well-being thing and I have um, the other day I made a list of things that I forgive myself for and I felt pretty optimistic after I did that like I forgive myself for being emotional and I'm con and continuing to work on not letting negative thoughts control my emotions I forgive myself for failed relationships realizing that there is even a season for some friendships I forgive myself for past mistakes because I do remember that when I know better, I do better, as I said in, I think, the last podcast or the podcast before that. 
I forgive myself for times when I've misunderstood others and judged because I realize that that is a trap we all fall into. I forgive myself for being self-critical and using negative self-talk, promising that I'm going to use affirmations and remembering that sometimes you really do have to let things burn and start over again and uh, start over again with a new way of thinking about things. I, I believe that being optimistic helps you control anxiety and gives you better physical and mental health because if you're hopeful and optimistic and reaching outward more, you're not um, so in internally focused on all the terrible things that are happening and awfulizing and all doing all that um, sort of and and letting your wor worry worry meter or worry odometer go right off the scale instead of finding the things that you can be hopeful and optimistic about and finding ways to stay connected and part of your community no matter what the circumstances are because it promotes a sense of well-being during difficult times like this, like not knowing what's around the corner as far as uh, COVID and other things that are happening in the world. So focus on what you do well and what's good in your life. And I'm on a little bit of a, a journaling journey. And I just found this somewhere online where one day I write the things that I'm thankful for. One day I write this. One day I write that. One of them was, what is your perfect morning routine? What is the things, like what is a morning routine that, that revives you and makes you, you know, um, have a great, be, you know, physically and mentally um, great for your day. So I would encourage you even to... Um, do some journaling and see, and you can find all kinds of things online. Um, and so I've been practicing hope and optimism by having a mission statement, by setting goals, by focusing on good, by not getting caught up in that complaining cycle, by being aware of myself, more self-aware of when I do things that don't help me. And by doing things that make you feel positive, like exercising and reading and having a hobby and learning new things and doing, uh, doing little things that help you connect with people, like dropping off flowers on somebody's doorstep or taking them a jar of jam or doing something, some little thing that will help them out. And I really am now... Um, trying to, for the most part, be part of groups in my life that are more positive. So when I find a group that's just always in a negative spin and always seems to be, um, I don't know, have you ever been around this group of people where everything's always a crisis and somebody in their family or their life and whatever is always in a crisis and it's a crisis, like not just like, oh, this happened to somebody and then they did this and that was fine. But it's just, and I, I, for me, from a person who's a problem solver, then I just want to say, oh, okay, well, here's some things, here's some suggestions for you. But often they don't want to hear those suggestions. So when I, I am really trying to not spend a ton of time with groups of people who seem to have that kind of a life, because you, you, you do choose that to a certain extent. 
at least you choose the way you react to it. And um, I just, I'm not saying I'm not going to ever listen to anybody, but I think if you identify with that, you will think immediately of groups of people that you're around where it's just like, are you kidding me? Really? This is the only thing you have to talk about? Like, so um, I, I, tr I do try to just look for positive groups of people. And usually those are the lifelong learners. My quilting mentoring group, uh, despite the fact that they have a whole bunch of stuff going on in their lives, they are positive upbeat, learning, optimistic, hopeful people, setting goals, moving forward. And the, these are women that are in their 70s. So um, that makes, they, they make me want to be around them. So to end today, I am just going to read you my 10 positive aspirations that I am working on and kind of reading every day or every other day to remind myself of where I'm going with my life. The first one, I am superior to negative thoughts and low actions. A river of compassion washes away my anger and replaces it with love. My marriage is becoming stronger, deeper, and more stable each day. I am courageous and I stand up for myself. My thoughts are filled with positivity and my life is plentiful, plentiful with prosperity. That's a hard one to say. I wake up today with strength in my heart and clarity in my mind. I am at peace with all that has happened, is happening, and will happen. I know, accept, and am true to myself. I eat well exercise regularly and get plenty of rest. I endeavor to the, be the best I can be and when I know better, I do better. I'm going to end by just uh, encouraging you to make your own aspirations and to join me on this journey of hope and optimism and aspirations and just feeling better about yourself because we're all amazing people who make mistakes and do crazy things and have hormones that burst out of us sometimes and all kinds of things that uh, we can't control but we can control our choices and we can tr control our thoughts and we can have fulfilled lives that don't necessarily mean that we're jumping up and down for joy all the time but that we know where we're going and we know how we want to be so hope and aspirations thanks for listening to uh, this podcast this july 15th podcast i'll be back again on uh, august 1st and I don't know where I'm going next. Uh, I want to recommend uh, a book to you just at the very end. Uh, Drop Threads is a series of books edited by Carol Shields. And uh, they have Drop Threads 1, Dropped Threads 2, and I am currently reading Dropped Threads 3, Stories of Women, What No One, it's called What They Didn't Tell You, basically. But it's just short stories 
about uh, women's lives. So I would just encourage you to uh, see if you can get your hands on a copy. For the rest of July, I wish you hope, optimism, sunshine, and a great uh, middle of the summer. <laughs>